Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we're going to take a look at MLW Underground number 9. Main event for the MLW Middleweight Championship is Delirious takes on the incumbent champion Lucha Lit Lince Dorado. But first of course, and as always, we got the news. Is Enzo Dunzo? Well, at least he is in MLW. Uh, evidently, uh, MLW has released a statement that the real one is no longer working with the company, uh, citing that he has uh, he is refusing some blibbity bop, blibbity blop. I say to you, that is how upset I am about this. Not really, I just don't like editing things. Anyway, evidently Enzo had been refusing to work with some of the top talent of MLW, and Court Bauer's done with it, and done with Enzo. Real one, Enzo released a statement in his car, uh, basically putting over the fact that he, one, doesn't have a contract with MLW, so he just can't really be fired, he just not be booked, uh, but you know, he's... Because of this, he's now choosing to not be booked. Um, well, any further, anyway. Uh, and he was upset about like two specific incidents, uh, one of which involved his upcoming match that's actually supposed to be tonight at the, uh, the time of this here recording with uh, Alex Hammerstone for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Evidently, Enzo was not notified of this booking. And as since he doesn't have a contract, he's like, I don't, I don't want to like wrestle for the title and we never discussed this at all about even being here tonight so what's going on with that and court kind of just gave him a lame duck excuse on that front and then the other thing that had upset enzo was that uh evidently as part of an upcoming storyline uh, either with hammer or afterwards he was supposed to uh bury some talent which enzo was is not high on to begin with IRL but whatever he talks smack on the mic in character all the time so ultimately he's fine with that chunk of it but evidently he was going to uh talk some smack about Richard Holiday which didn't set well with him of course Holiday uh has just finished his battle with cancer successfully mind you uh and Enzo right well I mean if he's telling the truth rightfully so just didn't want to touch that there thing and I, I you know again if he if he's telling the truth of this like i don't blame him on that one as well however you know what do i think about this uh to you three sides to every story uh might be a little bit of truth on everybody's part and i mean and whichever side of truth it is of course those are valid reasonings uh what does this mean for enzo and mlw well obviously he's done maybe he can come back in the future i mean court kind of lets everybody back if they've shown some good behavior um but really, like, Enzo was heavily featured, but like everybody else in MLW, I mean, there's always a rotating cast of characters. So, and, uh, so, like, it's going to be fine. Like, actually, at a certain level, he's already been written off television. Like, he was taken out on a stretcher after a severe beating from Microman. In other news, tonight, again, at the time of this here taping, it'll be yesterday by the time this here episode drops, is War Chamber at the Melrose Ballroom, New York City. A uh, last batch of matches have been announced for the show itself that's being headlined with the War Chamber match as the Second Gear crew take on Raven's Calling. Uh, we have a triple threat tag team title match as the main event 
take on the SST and the FBI. Uh, another test for the Samoan SWAT team, taking on one of the best up-and-coming tag teams in the main event. And then, of course, the always dangerous FBI. Uh, always dangerous, but not really winning. Yeah. Oh, in other matches, uh, Ken Brock Broadway and TJ Crawford make their return to MLW doing battle against one another. They've both been featured in a handful of matches over the last couple of years uh, with the company. Uh, Broadway uh, looking like he was going to do something, kind of you know, work his way up in the company and then just kind of popped off. Uh, big money man, though. And Crawford is a technical assassin, so like it should be a fun match. Clash of styles between those two. Uh, so, like A very exciting undercard match in actuality. Also announced, Willie Mack will be taking on Azteca Lucha, Sam Adonis. Uh, both of these guys, I was about to say they have history, but really, like, the real history is just their connection to uh, Cesar Duran, who's still missing, by the way. Uh, either way, fun match to be had there. More match announcements, this time coming out of Battle Riot, which will be this Saturday, April 8th, at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Headlined, of course, by the 40-man Battle Riot match itself. Pinfall submission over the top rope. Winner gets a shot at the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, some other matches on the card announced. Jacob Fatu will be taking on the Callings' Ricky Shane Page. This will be a low-key banger. Two big meaty men slapping meat, of course. Uh, also announced, John Hennigan will be defending the National Openweight Championship against Leo Rush, who's also now in contention for the MLW Middleweight Championship, despite technically not wrestling a televised match yet for the company. And Willie Mack. Hey, yeah, so, uh, but anyway, they, you know, despite me being snarky about the competitors getting championship opportunities, this will be a low-key banger match in and of itself. Also announced for the Tag Team Championship, the SST will be taking on Matthew Justice and Manders, the second gear crew for the Tag Team titles. And also announced, young Billiam Starks, Billy Starks, fresh from prom, will be taking on former Ring of Honor competitor Mandy Leon. Also, we have like 11 folks announced for the Battle Riot match itself. This includes Davy Boy Smith Jr., Microman, Akira of the Calling, Jay Lion, Midas Black, Delirious, TJ Gra Crawford, Lil Guido, Beastman, Ken Brockway, and Dr. Corn Wallace. Uh, he's evidently a member of the Calling. I assume he's one of the gas mask guys. Uh, maybe he'll keep the gas mask on. I don't know. But I'm just going to throw out there that I love the name Dr. Cornwallis. All right. Let's take a look at MLW Underground number nine. Two big title matches and a hardcore match to boot. Out first is the real one. He lost last week to Microman, beaten so badly that he couldn't even feel a kendo stick crossed his back. I'm assuming he's thoroughly, thoroughly embarrassed. As he's coming out to get his microphone, it is announced that next week there will be a fatal four-way dumpster match featuring real one, Microman, Mancewater, and Matthew Justice. We finally get... A microphone in Real One's hand, and he takes credit for MLW's TV deal with Reels, uh, and really just kind of like throws out more Microman slander. 
Mance Warner comes out with a chainsaw of all things, cause, uh, causing real one to ditch, as one is one to do when a crazed Mance Warner comes out with a chainsaw. However, Matthew Justice comes out on the other side with a chair to kind of block real one in. He makes a break for it, goes up to the stage, goes to get himself a kendo stick to defend himself, but nah, son, Microman is there with a hold of the kendo stick... Real one's just done. He's out of here. Uh, so those are our four competitors for this here dumpster match. Uh, doesn't look real good for the real one at this point because they all kind of hate it. But we'll see how that turns out. Uh, yeah, going to be a party on there. We get our intro. We go to the ring as such. Uh, as this is going on, we get a quick uh, announcement that our main event tonight will be Delirious versus Lindsay Dorado for the MLW Middleweight Championship. However, we are going to have our first match of the evening. It is going to be Ricky Shane Page with The Calling taking on the one called Manders. Ugh, gosh, I just can't get away from the guy still. That's been a theme here for like the last month, right? Anyway, hardcore match, so hopefully I can just live vicariously through Ricky Shane Page. This is also a reminder that Manders is in the Battle Riot, and I am promising one human monies to whomever eliminates him. Still valid, still out there. Battle, uh, Battle Riot coming up here shortly. Anywho, uh, as per calling tradition, uh, there is a gas mask dude with a buffet of weaponry. Page chooses the spike, Goes to the ring, as soon as the bell rings, goes to attack Manders with it, but really, I guess, it looks like he's using the blunt side. Uh, we get strikes back and forth. Manders hits a faint DDT for, for a two, goes out to the arena floor, and gets a board from underneath the ring. Raven is close by on commentary and just starts ranting on incoherently at the commentation station as Paige takes over with a chair. Manders is bleeding after a dropped toehold onto said chair. Uh, however, that kind of wakes him up and he hits a violence party on RSP. We get thumbtacks out, so this is this is going to immediately get painful. Uh, RSP gets a spine buster onto the tax and is slammed into the board in the corner for a two count. We go to break, and when we come back, uh, RSP is making his comeback, hits a frog splash for two. Manders fights out of a goozle and grabs the cowbell, takes care of him with the uh, cowbell, hits a lariat for two, actually hits a move that he telegraphed. That's impressive in the world of wrestling, because usually when you telegraph your moves, that's how you get countered, folks. Manders goes out to the ring to, uh, you know, quiet down the fans who are chanting for a table, gets the table, slides it into the ring, hits Ricky with a chair, uh, but Paige is just like, whatever, and chucks the chair back at Manders. Um, Manders ends up setting the t uh, table up, and there's a bunch of shenanigans going around in the meanwhile involving the top rope. Uh, however, RSP knocks Manders off the top rope. Uh, Manders crawls underneath the table like a coward, allowing Paige to hit a diving senton through the table on top of Manders for the one, two, three. Your winner in this hardcore match, Ricky Shane Page. Now, of course, I revel in this because that's what happens when you try to get away from a fight. Just some guy just falls out of the sky and lands on top of you and you lose your match. So I hope you've learned a valuable lesson here, Manders. Maybe next week you won't hide underneath the chair, uh, underneath the table when guys are just falling out of the sky. Anywho, 
As per tradition, the calling are in the ring now, getting ready to serve Manders their calling card. But just like being at the bar on a Saturday night, Manders takes offense to being carded, fires up, and starts beating on everyone, eventually brawling to the back with Ricky Shade and Page. Uh, despite my overall disdain for Manders, this was a fun little hardcore match. I do like myself a hardcore brawl with two guys who are willing to hit each other very hard in the process. And that's what we got here tonight. Short, sweet, uh, kind of a preview for our, uh, I was going to call it Battle Riot, but obviously it's not the Battle Riot, Riot War Chamber match coming up here soon. Um, and I'm kind of hoping for a similar result because I may give Manders his due in between the ropes, but that doesn't mean I like him and doesn't mean I want him to win said match. Anywho, never mind that. We're going to move on. There are more matches to be had instead of spending a half hour ranting on against the one called Manders. Next week, we have a no ropes catch match. Uh, MLW commentary calls it the first in MLW history, and I'm pretty sure that's not accurate unless they're just unless they just caught me on the phrasing. I guess I can just go back and look at it. Um, because they've definitely done at least one no ropes match before with Simon Gotch versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, the common thread at this thing, though, is Davy Boy Smith Jr. He will be taking on the Beaumaier Fight Club's Alex Kane in a no rope catch style match. Up next is our second match of the evening. It is for the Open, the Twin Gate Championship, the Tag Team Championship of Dragon Gate. The FBI, who I'm not entirely sure how they've uh, earned this here championship opportunity, Ray Jazz, Little Guido, will be taking on the champion's natural vibes. Uh, Kizzy, KZY, uh, commentary kind of flip-flops on what it's supposed to be called, and Big Boss Shimizu uh, are the champion's natural vibe. Uh, the vibes really get the crowd going. Like, they're one of those guys that sing their interest music on the way to the ring. So that was kind of fun to see. Uh, however, it doesn't translate well once the bell rings and the FBI almost take over just almost immediately, uh, specifically on Kizzy. Uh, but Kizzy does tag in the big boss and hits some big boy boss attacks. Uh, Jez uh, gets caught in, oh, I uh, jumped in because I wrote down big boy attacks like four different times here in my notes, so I'll just jump some things. Anywho, big boy attacks, yeah, big meaty man slapping meat still. Well, I guess there's only one big meaty man in this match, but he is slapping all the meat as we go to break. When we come back, Kizzy is in, he get he hits a crossbody, uh, but Ray Jazz tags himself in, a big back suplex for two. Uh, Guido's in, he misses the uh, Sicilian slice, which is his signature maneuver, gets the hot tag to the big boss, big meaty men doing big meaty things, as I've said like eight different times here. Uh, however, one of those things is a choke slam to Ray Jazz. This gets followed up by a frog splash by Kizzy. One, two, three, the champs retain. Uh, fun little match here, no matter how snide I get about people who aren't winning matches getting championship opportunities. But again, like I am not going to like poo-poo Guido. He's, you know, a bonafide legend. And of course, Ray Jazz is showing like how uh, how well he's hanging you know with everyone else despite not having quite the name value as guido does so it's solid match overall by the two teams uh, my first real uh visage of natural vibes and uh you know 
I, I dig it. I'm a fan of bi- a bigger guy, little guy teams. I mean, uh, the boss is like a big, thick dude, but he's not like that much taller esque over uh, Kizzy. But uh, fun to see them. Oh. We get a promo video for the calling. They talk about war, talk about how the second gear crew is not ready for this war at War Chamber. Trust in Raven. This will be in two weeks on the underground. Backstage in the interview station, Sam Latourna is with the Beaumaier Fight Club. They are going to draw numbers for the battle riot. Neither of them look terribly thrilled, and when Latourna asks what's going on, no comment. All right, we're going to take a brief pause for the cause, get ourselves some energy drinks and maybe some melatonin. I don't know. I don't sleep anymore, so let's let's do that. Uh, I'll be back. Un momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently, Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CASS, drink Ray's Energy. All right, we are back with our main event of the evening. For the MLW Middleweight Championship, Delirious takes on the champion Lucha Lint, Lince Dorado. However, before we can do this, Delirious comes out and then Leo Rush comes out. I guess he's not retired anymore. I mean, they okay, they've been promoting him coming back. He pulls out a microphone from his oversized jacket. I just assume he is going to be retiring again. And hold on, let me let me let me read my notes here. And that is not correct. Leo Rush is putting over the uh, middleweight championship and calling himself the greatest middleweight champion sh- uh, champion of all time. Uh, he is going to get a closer look at this here match and joins commentary. We go to break, and when we come back, the bell rings, and Delirious is a frenetic ball of kinetic energy attacking the champion and locking in several pinfall attempts, none of them fully successful, though, or at least not successful, at least in getting the victory. He totally locked him in and got shoulders to the mat on it. Um, However, Lince comes back with a big vertical suplex, followed by good lucha things. Delirious hits a back suplex on the ring apron um, and stops to look at the title. He picks it up, like starts thinking about stuff, which is always scary when Delirious starts thinking about things, but sets the title back down on the table. So I don't know if he's imagining his future with the title, if he thought about using it as a weapon, which he totally should, uh, but nonetheless, he just sets the belt down without you know, any further, you know, consequence. Uh, inside the ring, Cobra Clutch Backbreaker by Delirious gets the two count. Uh, Lince picks up the pace with the Cabrata and a big power slam. The ref shows his bias by being in the way as Lince tries to do a roll-through kip-up doodad. Uh, Lince's not thrilled about that, but that's enough of a distraction to to allow Delirious to hit the panic attack, followed up by the shadows over hell. Uh, however, a lackadaisical cover only gets two. He might have had it if he hooked the leg, quoting JR on that one. Um, so, yeah, yeah, old man yelling at clouds again, doing that. As we go to break, and when we come back, Lindsay hits a Hurricane Rana, followed up by the handspring stunner. A dropkick sends Delirious to the floor, where Lindsay hits a diving crossbody. Inside the ring, big power. 
powerbomb followed by the shooting star press and one two three our champion Lindsay dorado retains the title fun match uh between these two gentlemen delirious obviously can still go uh 20 years into this business let's say doing good lucha, lucha things is a good opponent for delirious like he's used to all the flippy dudes and he's a little bit flippy himself of course however leo rush is not done he brings in the title belt uh, he wants to be the one to present the title to Lindsay. They have a tug of war over said belt before allowing Lindsay to raise the title. Of course, Lindsay, being the dumb, dumb baby face, turns his back, and this allows Leo an opportunity to hit his basement cutter, followed by a batch of punches. He raises the title belt and walks off into the sunset. Dude, falling for the tropes. Come on, Lindsay. You may be better than that. Evidently, you're not because you didn't come out with your sailor hat. So there's your lesson. Always come out with your sailor hat. Uh, but breaking... Never mind that. We're, we're going to go backstage. Uh, David Boy Smith Jr. is running off the Beaumayers. Thomas Billington is on the floor next to his teeth. The Beaumayers have literally knocked out Thomas Billington's teeth, ladies and gentlemen. Adding more fuel to the fire... For this here no ropes catch match that we are going to have next week. All right, um, I'm going to say like it was a solid show here today. Um, I don't get the title. Uh, if you guys go in, if you guys went in and like looked at the title of this week's Underground, uh, it references Cesar Duran being missing. And I mean, I guess he's still technically missing, but we don't reference it all during the episode, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it's a solid show. Uh, didn't have quite the excitement uh, as previous episodes of Underground has had, uh, but I will say, though, that like they've had like eight weeks of just knocking it out of the park. Eventually, you're going to have to come down to normal, uh, and today it was your kind of come down to normal. Again, I'm not going to rag on any of the matches. All of the matches were quite good, uh, but as I said, it's just I don't know, lacked the extra oomph like the previous matches had, like whether it was just a lack of Gaga, uh, not quite enough story progression, too much Manders. I don't, I, you know, I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but it didn't quite do it for me. But, you know, still entertained by it all. Uh, still a good show to be had. So that is that uh with the show ending we should end this here thing so thank you all for listening stay tuned for the best ways to support this here teeny tiny little podcast and of course you know check out the links listen to the whole thing help support out my new buds at the urban wrestling network check out their youtube channel at urban wrestling uh, urban wrestling nw uh they post a lot more stuff than this here podcast uh, regular updates and some breaking news as well of course so in the meanwhile thank you all for listening and i will see you all next week MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted by Spotify for podcasters. MLW Confusion is part of the Urban Wrestling Network. You can check out the Underground Rundown on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review is also helpful, because word-of-mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts. 
My social media links can be found in the descriptor below, but the Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass. That's T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S. And MLW Confusion can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Casanova. That's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova. For as little as $1, Patreon backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So join the crew that is headed up by Keith Wynn and Alan Schroeder and check it out. You can also find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise at the Confusion Podcast store on Teespring. You can find that link below as well. For all business inquiries such as ads, sponsorship, and other voiceover work, please email at rzcammer at comcast.net. Camera is spelled K-A-M-E-R-E-R. Thank you all for listening.